Okay, hi. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Russell Mars. I'm a naturopathic physician and acupuncturist practicing for 40 years and also a professor of nutrition for over 30 years. And I wrote a textbook in medical nutrition called Medical Nutrition from Mars a number of years ago, which has been used in a number of medical schools to teach nutrition. And so one of my titles that my students gave me when I was teaching was Dr. Magnesium, because I love to talk about magnesium, and I love to talk about all the amazing things that magnesium is responsible for. So that's what today's podcast is about, trying to clarify some of the misconceptions out there and also just fill you in on some of the amazing properties that magnesium does in the body. Magnesium is the second most abundant cation behind potassium in the body. 60% of it's found in the bone, about a quarter of it's found in your muscles, and in particular, Magnesium is concentrated in your mitochondria. So mitochondria are the organelles in your body that are responsible for generating ATP and creating energy in your body. So when you're tired, you can blame your mitochondria for not producing enough ATP. Magnesium, again, concentrated in the mitochondria, some of the most well-abundant sources of mitochondria would be the heart muscle. So your heart beats on an average over 100,000 times a day. Magnesium is stored and concentrated in the heart muscle 20 times higher than what's in your bloodstream. So I'm going to talk a little bit about measuring magnesium and how to evaluate in your body what your levels are. So there are many symptoms that are associated with magnesium deficiency, and I'll name a few of them here. Any type of muscle spasm. So that could be in the lungs. So if you have asthma, you could be deficient in magnesium. Incidentally, about 70% of the U.S. population does not even get the RDA value for magnesium. So it's like, wow, are you kidding me? And that's, the RDA is not even what we would consider the optimal daily intake. So it's been guesstimated that in Paleolithic times, if you read the Paleolithic prescription, we probably consumed about 700 milligrams of magnesium per day. So that's more in the range of the optimal daily intake. Muscle spasms. So that could be back spasms. So if you have like tightness in the back is related to a magnesium deficiency. Other conditions such as hypertension related to low levels of magnesium in the blood vessels. So your blood vessels on the inside of your blood vessels are these endothelial cells. Endothelial cells produce nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is a compound that basically dilates your smooth muscle cells. It causes them to relax. So if you have higher blood pressure, two-thirds of our population has either high or high normal blood pressure. I mean, it's the biggest epidemic that we have almost. And so why are we not talking about magnesium since it's deficient? Well, Probably the big reason is there's no money to be made. Magnesium is dirt cheap 
It's a mineral. And it's very abundant uh, in a whole foods plant-based diet, but not in a processed diet. So other uh, possible signs and symptoms that you're low in magnesium would be like muscle twitches. Uh, Also in the heart, if you have an arrhythmia or if you have atrial fibrillation, this could be a sign that your tissue level of magnesium may be deficient. Depression, mood swings, low energy, chronic fatigue, lack of ability to perform physically, erectile dysfunction can all be linked to low tissue levels of magnesium. So people don't realize that magnesium is a cofactor for a very important enzyme, delta-60 saturase, which produces an extremely important hormone called prostaglandin E1 that regulates your stomach acid and regulates the protection of your stomach. It also regulates your mood. So if you have a tendency to be anxious or depressed, it may be because you have low tissue levels of magnesium. People that crave sugar or, or have a sweet tooth, there's evidence to indicate that low levels of tissue magnesium may be the cause. And so people, instead of you know, getting magnesium, they get sugar, and that can create further problems. So people that have diabetes or prediabetes tend to excrete more magnesium in their urine because the higher level of sugar act as an osmotic gradient to pull electrolytes out of the body. Magnesium is in intimate relationship with potassium. So potassium is another really critical mineral related to cancer. That is, a lack of it can increase the acidity of your blood and predispose you to various types of cancer. Low levels of potassium in the heart make you more susceptible to atrial fibrillation or arrhythmia or palpitations is what you might feel in your chest. So both potassium and magnesium are critical minerals and most people are grossly deficient. So for potassium, for example, it's been estimated that ideal levels of potassium are anywhere from 6 to 10 grams a day. Most Americans get about 2 grams a day. Woefully deficient. Where do you find potassium? Basically, fruits and vegetables. So magnesium is also susceptible to problems related to certain drugs. So antacids, for example, protein pump inhibitors that reduce the amount of acid that you produce make magnesium less absorbable. As mentioned, diabetes, certain other medications like diuretics that are used for hypertension can cause you to excrete more magnesium. Also, high doses of vitamin D, which we see a lot of people taking, high dose of calcium, women that may be taking calcium for their bones and not taking in any magnesium may be more susceptible to magnesium malabsorption. Increased alcohol consumption can also cause problems with increased requirement for magnesium. Stress. So we know that in many studies, abnormal high levels of stress cause us to increase the excretion of both magnesium and potassium that can lead to some really 
major problems in the body. So there is a condition, it's a relatively rare condition called Gittleman syndrome, which leads to a magnesium malabsorption pattern. So what do we know about the absorption of magnesium? On an average, humans absorb anywhere from 20 to 40% of magnesium they ingest. So it's not that great how much we absorb magnesium. If you supplement too much magnesium, you will get loose stools. If you get loose stools, you can cause an increased excretion of magnesium and potassium. There's been some studies to show that higher doses of supplemental magnesium actually cause a magnesium deficiency. How ironic is that? So what we want to make sure is the magnesium that you take in is a magnesium that does not cause you to have loose stools or diarrhea. Food sources of magnesium would include whole grains, especially buckwheat is high in magnesium, nuts and seeds, flax seeds, almonds, pumpkin seeds all have significant amounts of magnesium. Leafy vegetables, if you look at the molecule of chlorophyll, the center molecule is magnesium. So foods that have a lot of chlorophyll tend to have much greater amounts of magnesium. Of course, you need to eat a lot of those greens to get a substantial amount of magnesium. Again, 700 milligrams is what we should all shoot for. The average woman in the United States gets about 200 milligrams of magnesium. The RDA for females is about 280. For males, it's about 350. And males generally consume usually around 280 milligrams of magnesium. So, so not great. And the problem has to do with soil. And, you know, we're growing our crops in soil that are deficient in many, many minerals, but especially magnesium is a big one. In addition, when we process foods, magnesium is one of the minerals that gets depleted from those flowers. So eating a whole foods plant-based diet is going to give you the maximum amount of magnesium that you would like to shoot for. So many years ago now, about 25 years ago, I became deeply interested in magnesium and I became deeply interested because of all these pathologies that we know that are related to low tissue levels of magnesium. And so I contacted a number of laboratories. So physicians check labs. They rarely check magnesium levels. And when they do, they check in the bloodstream. And if you recall, I mentioned that the heart muscle has about 20 times higher level of magnesium that's once in your bloodstream. So the bloodstream is not a really great indicator of how much magnesium is in your tissue. So there's several alternative lab tests. The more common ones are you can measure red blood cell magnesium. So it's a special test. You can order a number of conventional labs will be able to do that. But also there's a lab right here in Oregon, Medford, Oregon, that runs what's called an exit test. The exit test is a test where you take cells underneath the tongue. Uh, you use a little wooden scraper. You take those cells, you put them on a slide, you put a fixative over that, you mail it to the lab. It's called the EXA test, E-X-A, 
T-E-S-T. It was developed by Dr. Burton Silver, who's a professor in New York and has been in uh, business for, for many, many years, developed this test. I believe it was 1991. They measure intracellular levels of about six different minerals, but the main ones would be potassium and magnesium. So if you're taking a magnesium supplement and you're wondering if you're getting enough in your tissue, this would be a great test to check and see how much is there. Back around 25 years ago in doing my research about magnesium and knowing that the chief problem with magnesium is if you take too much of it, you can cause diarrhea and you can cause a magnesium deficiency. I became involved in the studying of timed or sustained release magnesium. Sustained release means that the material is in a capsule or a tablet and it goes through the digestive tract and it releases kind of like particle board that you left in the rain. You know, if you ever left particle board in the rain, it becomes really waterlogged and it starts to fall apart. Over time, it completely will disintegrate onto the ground. That's what sustained release is. Timed release means that a particular material travels down the intestinal tract and then at some point it releases all at once. Well, that doesn't really do great if you're trying to prevent diarrhea. What you want is a sustained release. So I created this product. It's called Cardiomagloplex, again, about 25 years ago. And I've gone through several, several revisions of this Cardiomagloplex. And the revisions are to try to discover what the ideal matrix is to create this sustained release period. And what is the optimal sustained release period? Well, I kind of came up with about six to eight hours. So we have a special company that makes a special wax matrix that encapsulates this magnesium into a form that slowly over six to eight hours releases. Now, this is a very interesting topic because I've actually analyzed some other products that claim to be sustained release, one such product, uh, they claim eight hours sustained release. Turns out it was about 15 to 16 minutes, hardly eight hours. So you have to be careful what you hear about, and it's really important to look at who is actually formulating and manufacturing the product, because there's a lot of products out there that make false claims, and that's unfortunately not a good thing. Cardiomagloplex is not just magnesium. As I mentioned before, there's you know an intimate relationship with potassium and magnesium. Cardiomagloplex also has potassium in there to complement the magnesium. I also put in some coenzyme Q10, which is really important for the heart muscle and also the blood, va the blood vessels. As people probably know, cardiovascular disease is the number one killer in the United States and actually in all industrialized countries. In addition to adding coenzyme Q10, there's also an herb in here called Hawthorne. Hawthorne, also known as Crataegus, is an herb that basically is really good for your connective tissue. It's great for your blood vessels, but it's also great for increasing the strength of the heart muscle. So as we age and the mitochondria and the heart become less 
concentrated with magnesium. We make less and less ATP, and people can develop all sorts of problems with their heart, including atrial fibrillation, cardiomyopathy, and heart failure. So these are all things that can be related to low performance of mitochondria function. And so there's a a wonderful case I always like to talk about. A colleague of mine and friend basically had a patient, they were a rabbi, down in their feet, they had like their tissue had actually turned black and they were considering amputating some of the toes and part of the feet. And because this patient was elder and things did not look good, um, basically they were sent home to, to die. And so they went home, you know, to die. And one of my, my colleague decided, well, let's do this. Let's do this trial of magnesium, intravenous magnesium. So every week, I think it was like either two or three times a week, they administered magnesium into this particular patient, this rabbi. And over the course of several weeks, the toes started to get color back. So the blackness disappeared. After three or four weeks, it was like the feet were like looking really good. Anyway, the the short of the story is this rabbi ended up living another seven years. And they were given, you know, two weeks to live. And it was because of magnesium. Now they had to continue doing the IV magnesium. And that's one of the things magnesium will work really well when you give it intravenously. If anyone's ever had the experience of getting an intravenous magnesium infusion, you will know one of the telltale signs is that it causes this flushing in your body. Usually starts in your head and goes into the ears and the back of the throat, down the chest, and then into the groin area. It almost feels like you're urinating in your pants, which is an interesting phenomenon. And then finally, it goes down into the legs and all the way into the feet. I personally had a patient, a diabetic patient, who could not feel anything below his knees for 11 years. And I did a series. It wasn't just magnesium. I gave him some other nutrients like vitamin C and zinc uh, and vitamin A. And we gave him these infusions. I think it was about three or four infusions And then the fifth infusion, while I was doing this IV of magnesium, it was was an amazing story. It was the first time in 11 years he felt anything below his knees. And he commented, and it was like, unfortunately, he also started to feel some pain down in his legs, which I thought was a good sign, but that wasn't such a great thing. But it just tells you about the power of magnesium. I mean, every diabetic should be getting infusions of magnesium. Unfortunately, insurance oftentimes doesn't cover that. And so the reason I developed cardiomagloplex was specifically for these people that can't or won't get IV magnesium on a continual basis. And what we believe, what I believe is that uh, the sustained release magnesium six to eight hours is the closest thing that we could possibly get to doing an IV of magnesium. I have several patients who, uh, one of which was in the atrial fibrillation. She got cardioverted 
and I also did some infusions of magnesium with her, but I also gave her some cardiomagloplex, and it's been a year and a half now, and she's completely out of atrial fibrillation. I have another patient who's had two cardioversions unsuccessful, and this is a perfect example of conventional medicine. And conventional medicine does some amazing things, and you know certainly we we need them to be there. But you know sometimes you have to think a little bit beyond the box. And so this patient came in to see me and told me his story about having two cardioversions that did not take. And so he's going in for a third cardioversion. And guess what we are doing with him? We are giving him two infusions of magnesium a week along with potassium. And we're trying to get his heart concentrated with magnesium. And also I'm giving him coenzyme Q10 and taurine, which is an amino acid that's concentrated also in the heart. It's good for the heart muscle and also arginine. So these things also can be beneficial for your heart. And so he's going to be going in in about 10 days for the cardioversion. And I have him taking a bunch of the cardiomagloplex, trying to get his tissue levels up as high as possible. So we're really excited. I'm really excited. He is too. He's actually feeling much, much better. He's more energetic. He's sleeping better. So those are all good signs. But we'll see when he gets his cardioversion if this cardioversion takes. Because if it does, I'm going to be jumping up and down. And so is he. I know he's going to be wanting to get back on the golf links, which he hasn't golfed now in about a year and a half or so. So those are some really interesting stories. I want to do a shout out to one of my mentors was Dr. Mildred Selig. And Dr. Mildred Selig uh, wrote a book called The Magnesium Factor, How One Simple Nutrient Can Prevent, Treat, and Reverse High Blood Pressure, heart disease, diabetes, and other chronic conditions. So Dr. Selig, I would say, you know, in her time, she has passed away, sadly, was one of the foremost authorities on magnesium metabolism in the world. And I had a wonderful opportunity to meet with her and talk to her all about. In fact, one of the reasons I came out with one of my products was because in talking to her, I realized there was no sustained release magnesium on the market. And so there was another company that had a timed release, but it had a small amount of magnesium, and it wasn't, it wasn't a great product. So I just wanted to make a mention. There's a controversy over what's the best form of magnesium to take, and I don't think we've really answered that question. And the reason is that the biggest thing is we don't want to cause diarrhea. So there's talk about magnesium glycinate, magnesium aspartate, magnesium oxide, and gluconate. Uh, in my product, I put magnesium aspartate, which appears to be one of the forms of magnesium that may enter into the cell a little bit better, but we don't know. The main, main thing is you want a sustained release magnesium to maximize the benefit. Uh, I've treated people 
with chronic migraine headaches. And we've had some really amazing successes in stopping migraine headaches from happening. As I mentioned about atrial fibrillation, but also about sleep. I, I think I mentioned before about sleep. People that have a problem staying asleep because they're a little bit tense and their mind is going a lot. Magnesium is one of the great things that you can take before bedtime to keep your muscles a little bit more quiescent and also just to relax those synapses because again magnesium is something that can be very effective in that in that fashion so i urge people to read up as much as possible about magnesium a couple other shout outs uh, books the uh the Magnesium Miracle by Carolyn Dean. She's a medical doctor. I met her at several conferences years ago, and she's a very smart doc. And she wrote this book about magnesium a number of years ago. I don't remember what year it is, but great book. The other book I recommend is called The K-Factor, and that's by Dr. Richard Moore. It's all about potassium and why we need to eat more potassium and such. Uh, incidentally, the RDA, they won't let you put any more than 99 milligrams in a tablet or a capsule with that. But in any case, uh, I urge people to read up more about magnesium. I went on the internet and looked at a couple of different YouTube things. You do need to take with a grain of potassium some of the things they say because uh, not everything is, is absolutely the truth on the internet. So you should know that. And I don't trust me either. Look stuff up and read, read, and read. Anyway, so I want to thank you for joining my podcast again. And this has been Health Talk from Mars. It's out of this world. And I hope to see you again on my next episode. Thanks for joining me. If you have any info that you want to share with me, you can send it to my website, which is Mars Nutrition Incorporated. If you look that up, you'll be able to find uh, as long as well as Cardiomagloplex, one of my products. Thank you and have a good one.